emergency episode. Mike LaFleur, offensive coordinator, has been fired by the Jets. I like the move. Kaz might not. We'll discuss the firing of the offensive coordinator and where do the Jets go from here? Who do they hire? We'll react to that. We'll react to Woody Johnson had to say about the firing. It's all coming up next on an emergency episode of Gangs All Here from the New York Post. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Gangs All Here, our New York Jets podcast from the New York Post. Emergency, emergency. Guys thought he was done with me, but days later, we are back. Guys texted me, talk to you soon. And then when it happened, I said, well, soon has come. It's a couple days later. It has happened. Jake Brown here alongside Brian Costello, emergency episode, because if you've been living under a rock, the Jets have fired offensive coordinator Mike LaFleur. Woody Johnson, the Johnson family must be Listeners of the podcast, as they listen to the fans, they listen to me. They make the move. Um, they also fired everyone else. It's like, um, except on the defense, all defensive line coach, wide receiver coach. No, the defensive line, line coach, coach left. The assistant, he's an assistant defensive line coach. Very low in the tone pole left. All right. Well, Miles Austin is gone, but he was gambling. He's, suspend- so. he's suspended. He's so he's not. He's suspended. So they have to get somebody else. The only other person they fired was the offensive line coach. And Rob Calabrese, the QB coach, is staying. Correct. Yes. As of now, I mean, if the offensive coordinator comes in and wants to shake it up, I guess he can. All right. Well, we'll go into options here. But first off, as we react to the firing two seasons, you know, we've talked about it. Michael Fleur was not the source of all the Jets problems. The QB situation was a debacle. The offensive line was hurt. Older backups, they were broken down as the season went on. The run game disappeared because they lost their starter in Brees Hall after seven games. Michael Carter regressed. In his second season, they were giving a bulk of the carries to an undrafted rookie, hoping he gave them a spark. The offense disappeared the final three games, no touchdowns, which is almost impossible to do at the NFL level, even for the worst teams in the league. There was no there had to be some accountability here and you cannot fire the QB per se, but they're going to replace him. And we'll react to what Woody Johnson said, because he said they're going to spend money to get a quarterback. So. You know, they're going to go from Zach Wilson and Mike White to a Jimmy G or a Derek Carr, Lamar Jackson, whoever it may be. You can fire a coach. And LaFleur had a close relationship with Sala. I know this is obviously a tough decision for him. I'm sure ownership may have played a part. I assume that helped in him getting the job, the relationship he had with the LaFleur family. But, you know, for a new QB who probably had no business being here and being taken that high, it's a crappy spot to be in for LaFleur. I get it. He's in a no-win situation here, but this offense for two years has pretty much been almost dysfunctional. 
And coaching is one thing you can change, Kaz. Everyone wants to keep saying he's not the problem and nobody with credentials is going to come here next year in a year that could be a lame duck year for the head coach in a playoff or bust kind of year, despite Woody Johnson saying there's no mandate. But I think this team has pieces on offense. They have young talent and Garrett Wilson. And hopefully Brees Hall comes back okay. Um, they have an owner who said he's going to spend on a quarterback. They have a couple receivers. They're going to improve the offensive line. If Makai Becton comes back, he's a big piece. It's a team that went from four to seven wins. They're on the rise. And this is New York, and it's still an offensive coordinated job for the New York Jets. It's still, you know, it's that could be a good thing. It could be a bad thing. When's the last time that was a good thing? It. Yeah, it hasn't been a good thing for a while, but it's still an NFL offensive coordinator. Maybe the last offensive coordinator people are happy with. Uh, I guess, I mean, early on, maybe Brian Schottenheimer. No, then that, no, that, no. That, they that ripped Schott- Schottenheimer got ripped to shreds the entire time he was here, right? Paul Hackett got ripped to shreds before he was here. It is not as undesirable a job as many are making it out to be. I think they can only go up from here, Kaz. And I think if they could get a coach with some experience play calling, they'll work with a veteran quarterback and turn it around. They'll get some retread that's been fired five times and come in, you know, like, yeah, that's that's what this job will be. I, I just I don't think this job is appealing at all, Jake. No quarterback, you know, owners that have ownership that has a horrible reputation and just added to that with, by doing this. Coaches are probably all going to get fired next year. So I think it's just a, it's a tough situation to find somebody, anyone who who really is desirable coming here. I think that's the doom and gloom outlook. And yes, there are people you can go that way. I think there's pieces and they're going to get a quarterback. I know you're saying there's no quarterback. There's going to be an improvement at quarterback. It's it's happening. I mean, hopefully it's Lamar Jackson. You know, maybe it's Jimmy G. Maybe it's Derek Carr. But I don't. And listen, if it's a guy who has experience, he could look at it like, hey, if Salah's on the hot seat, I do a good job. Maybe I take over as the next head coach. Is there that outlook of it? If Frank Reich was like, I'll go here. If they fire Sala, maybe I'm his replacement. I don't really think coaches think like that. It's pretty tough to to think you're going to replace your boss like that. So I I don't think that'll be the case. I just, I think they're going to have a hard time selling this job to anyone who has options. Now look, there are a lot of coaches who do not have options, so they'll find somebody. But, you know, if you're talking about somebody who's going to be up for head coaching jobs, like Frank Reich, interviewing for head coaching jobs or somebody who could be an offensive coordinator for someone like Frank Reich, right? If he gets a job or if uh, Sean Payton gets a job, you know, those people aren't coming here. They're, they're going to those places where they think they're going to get a few years on the job. You know, to me, Jake, this is just, this is, the dysfunction has been gone for a little while from the organization and it's back. It's back. Like this was dysfunctional. The head coach didn't want to fire the coordinator. He was forced to fire the coordinator. So now the head coach is miserable here. We're back to where they're not aligned anymore. And this is back to where we were with like, you know, Gase, Gase and Douglas, Gase and McCagnan, Bulls and McCagnan. Like, it's just, uh, I'm not sure if it's Joe Douglas and Robert Sala as much as ownership and the football operations, but this is not something Robert Sala wanted to do. So I don't think this is going over well with him. So you think Woody, when he, you know, he said to you guys, uh, no, in terms of input, I was not on the decision-making tree that he was very much on the decision-making. Yeah, yes, this was his decision. Yes. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. I know he's going to put that out there, uh, but, you know, Salah didn't want to, like I said, though, it, you know, it's his friend. And my my argument is maybe they just made the wrong decision in the first place. And you could argue there's some misalignment there with the owner and, and the head coach maybe making that decision. But they hired an offensive coordinator who's never done the role before for a brand new quarterback. So they were taking a risk in the first place here. And I argue it didn't work out. You move on. But and I think I know if you we- take that risk, you see it through. Like, I think... 
you, you that's you gave him two years. Like you, you had to know it was going to take a little while for him to figure it out, especially with a new quarterback who did not perform well. I think this decision making is so flawed. I think it's all about just finding a scapegoat because they lost the last six games and feeling the need someone had to pay. And so it was Michael Floor rather than actually evaluating the job he did. Yeah. Well, listen, it makes for good debate. We could get our first take on. I agree partially, but I also think that the you cannot be worse than what they were. The offense for two years sucked. No touchdowns, three games, six game losing streak. There has to be some accountability. And I think you have to look at the side of it can get better. It might not be the greatest replacement, whoever they get. And we'll talk in a minute about well, it can get better, Jake, if they have a better quarterback. If they have a better quarterback, it would have gotten better with Michael LaFleur. Like I'd argue Jeff Ulbrick didn't become a better coach in eight months. Jeff Ulbrick got Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed, a healthy Carl Lawson, right? An improved uh, Quinn and Williams having the season of his career. All of a sudden, Jeff Ulrich looked like a better coach, didn't he? Right? I Everyone think was screaming offense fire. is different, different though. Scre- How's it different? People were screaming fire Ulbrich last year. It's not different. It's all about players. Yeah, but it's I think players. play calling offensively makes a difference. Show me the coach who's a good play caller without any good players. I'd have to do some research on that. but Yeah, yeah, because they don't <laughs> exist. It's about players. It's about players. You guys, all you fans completely overrate coaching so much. It's about players. I think offensive play calling in this sport is so essential and when there's no creativity, even when you don't. And I don't think they had a bunch of bums on offense. You made it like they have bums. They had Garrett Wilson, Corey David. What does creativity mean? Do something when when the run is not working out. Well, change it up. Do something different. I don't know. It was the same thing. The best offense is it's not like creativity. It's just running a good offense. Guys, you've been covering the Jets a dozen years. I don't think you've ever seen them go three games without a touchdown, no matter who the quarterback was. Like Kellen Clemens has scored touchdowns. Brooks Bollinger has scored touchdowns. I think that was a fluky thing, though, Jake. I do. I think it was just a fluky thing. I mean, the offense wasn't good. I'm not arguing that. But, you know, this offense, I don't know if this offense is worse than the 2020 offense, which was dead last in the NFL, or the 2019 offense. Like, they, those offenses were terrible. The 2012 offense was terrible. You know, I don't think these are. this is particularly worse. I, I think, you know, they just they had a ton of injuries on the offensive line. And it was a good offense when they had Brees Hall back there. Losing him killed the whole thing. And, and Elijah Barrett Tucker, I think, had a big factor too. But Brees Hall, the biggest factor. I'm excited to see where this team goes. I, I think I had a couple of days to breathe, let the season go by. I think this move was for the best for the team. I know Salah's not going to be happy about it. So be it. This is the NFL. Guys lose their jobs. Now, they said LaFleur had options elsewhere. Was that a bunch of BS to just say they fired him? Like, they said he has opportunities elsewhere? Yes. I'm sure he's going to get a job. Like, he's a good coach, and he has a lot of he knows a lot of people in the league. So I'm sure he's going to get a job. But this idea that he had options to go somewhere is, like, ridiculous because he's going to be, like, a quarterback's coach or something somewhere. I was going to say, he's not going to get an OC job. No, he's not going to get an OC job. So, yeah, that's just them, you know, trying to say they didn't fire him. Yeah, he's not going to get a better job than an NFL offense coordinator. He's not going to be a head coach anywhere. Listen, they put things out there and you believe what you believe. What did Robert Sala say? What did Woody Johnson say to you guys today that stood out to you? Uh, not much from Sala. Woody, you know, saying he's willing to spend if they come to him and say they want to get a quarterback, I thought it was noteworthy. Woody said there's no playoff mandate, you know, which he always says. thought that was interesting. He agreed with LaFleur that they screwed up when they played Zach last year, which cracks me up because – we asked 8,000 times why they didn't have a veteran veteran backup quarterback, and they acted like we were idiots. 
And now they're all saying they should have had a veteran quarterback to start over him. So that was pretty much it. I thought, you know, Woody being on the record saying he's willing to spend money on a quarterback is interesting. And I think that's what makes this job a little bit more desirable than people think. I think, you know. Yeah, but those guys are available for a reason, Jake. Patrick Mahomes isn't coming available. Yeah, You're talking about Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo that they're flawed quarterbacks, right? Or whoever is out there that is going to be flawed. People do not become free agents if they're not flawed players. If you're a really good player, you don't become a free agent. The rare Peyton Manning circumstance happens where like a freaky thing like that, but but pretty much it does it. Or Tom Brady. It's very, very rare that something like that happens. There's LJ out there. You were at the Knicks game Wednesday night. I'm not talking Larry Johnson. I'm talking Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I and mean, that's has, anyone, guy credible, that has anyone credible said he's going to be available? Like, I mean, he's going to be a free agent. He's available. They, in they terms can franchise of, tag him. Yeah, I don't know if he would be okay with that. I mean, it doesn't matter if he's okay he, with it. He could just, just accept. It. Yeah, but you know, if have, he, he has no choice. He has no choice. Yeah. They can put the franchise tag on. I, I don't see that going over very well. With Lamar Jackson, he wants well, to get they, paid. Well, they get, they're not going to give a crap, though. Well, we'll see. You're he right, has no mate. choice in the matter. Maybe. Yeah, but he listen. He, he's an option. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but all right. So potential replacements at offensive coordinator. Here as we go through the list, the top names: Frank Reich. You don't think that's going to happen? Colts head coach, eighteen and twenty-two. Chargers OC, Eagles OC. Won the Super Bowl with the Eagles when he was offensive coordinator. He's top of the list, but would you argue that that one might be a pipe dream, guys? Yes, I would. He's interviewing for head coaching jobs. Cliff Kingsbury, Cardinals head coach, 19 and 22, Texas Tech head coach, 13 and 18. Any interest in Kingsbury, or do you think he's another guy that gets the head coaching job somewhere else? No, I think he'll be a college coach, but he, he had an interview with the Jets for the head coaching job when Gase got it, and it was a disaster. So he, I don't think the Jets would be interested in bringing him back. Daryl Bevel is a name that has come out. He's the, he was the QB coach this year for the Dolphins, Jaguars OC, Lions OC. He was a Seahawks OC where he won a Super Bowl, Vikings OC. You know, he's been an offensive coordinator for a decade now. That's a guy with experience. You know, a lot of people know him as the guy who called a pass at the one-yard line in the Super Bowl, which isn't the great, but he did win a Super Bowl, to be fair. Does Daryl Bevel interest you? Because he... He's a guy that intrigues me a little bit. He has the experience. I think he's a realistic candidate. I think that's who you're talking about. Like that, a retread that's been fired in three places. I think that's, yeah, I think he's a realistic candidate. All right. Daryl Bevel, Greg Olson, not the tight end. This one's intriguing because he was the Raiders OC 18 to 21 under Derek Carr. Maybe they package Olson and they get Carr as well, who gave his farewell letter to uh, Raiders fans on social media. So he is definitely on the move. Does Greg Olson uh, intrigue you? He was the Jags OC, Bucks OC, and most recently Raiders OC, and then this year was the Rams senior offensive assistant. Yeah, another guy. I think, yeah, he's he's realistic. I think right now they're formulating their list. Like, I have no idea who they're interested in. You know, I've heard the same names everybody's heard. Bevel, you know, is a guy people talk about, but I don't think anyone really knows right now. It's too early. I think they're formulating their plan now, and they'll probably start putting feelers out over the weekend and talking to people, but I don't think they're in any rush you know, to get this done. Is Nathaniel Hackett interesting to this team? I mean, Broncos HC worked with Aaron Rodgers as OC, Jags OC, Bills OC. He's been in the league a while. Is that an intriguing option or no? I mean, there's a little floor connection, right? He worked for Matt LaFleur in Green Bay, so Salah probably knows him. But yeah, I mean, boy. And then the Paul Hackett baggage comes in if you're taking Nathaniel Hackett on. Gary Kubiak is another guy. I think Gary Kubiak is done. I don't think he's come. I think he's done. Really? Okay. You know? Yeah, I think if I think if if they were hiring some Greg Knapp type figure to come in and just kind of be an overseer, maybe he'd be interested in that. I don't think he has any interest in being an offensive coordinator anymore. 
I think Bevel is towards the top of the list. Olsen is toward the top of the list. And, you know, Reich is the is the pipe dream. So I, I see one of those three guys, maybe Hackett as a fourth. But uh, I think he might get. But no one has any idea. The powers that be have that he, you know, Robert Sala has a list. He's not sharing that list with anyone at this moment. What is the timeline? Like, do they they pick the OC before they end up getting a quarterback? Right? Like, it's going to happen before the Super Bowl. You think? Or I guess it depends who the court the coach would be. Yeah, I would think it'd be the next few weeks, next couple weeks. They 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 would do it. Yeah, it depends on what they're doing right now. Like, if they're involved in one of the playoff teams, it might take a little bit longer. But. You know, if it's somebody who's available right now, they should be able to get it done pretty pretty quickly. All right. Well, we'll see in the next couple of weeks what happens. Cause you seem to be on the fence of this was a mistake and they should have kept Lafleur. I'll stick with my defense of I think it's the right move. Had to hold someone accountable. And now we see what happens. I don't think the offense is going to get worse. I think it's only going to get better. And well, it better maybe- not get worse. They're going to now they're going to spend thirty million dollars on a quarterback. It better get better. It would have gotten better with Lafleur though if you had a better quarterback. So this can't be. Oh, look how much better the offense is. Derek Carr threw for six touchdowns Sunday. Well, that's not the offense coordinator. That's because they have a better quarterback, you know. But I don't so. think you can confirm, oh, better quarterback. LaFleur is going to have more success. I could, you could argue that, that his play year? calling just sucks. He would have more success with a better quarterback, though. You that's can't fair, that. of course. I'm not yeah. saying he had more success than whoever replaces him. You'll never know that. But he would have had more success than he had with Joe Flacco, Mike White, and Zach Wilson at quarterback if he gets a, you know, Pro Bowl level play from a quarterback player. Yeah. And listen, you could contribute some of the bad quarterback play on him, too. We're not in that room. We don't know. We don't know the you know what the players thought of him. They they spoke highly. Well, I know him, what the but... players thought of him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some of them thought highly. Some of them didn't. There was some griping about him as well. And listen, and I'm sure that that factored in as well. Not everyone liked him. So on a bigger and better cause, another show, another coaching change. Robert Sala will stay for now. Who knows? In, in a week or two, if Woody Johnson changes his mind. And we'll be back next time for an emergency episode when they hire a new offensive coordinator. Until then, uh, see you in a few weeks. All right, man. See ya. Like, we've, we've got a really, really good core group of guys. Um, and uh, so we're we're going to attack the heck out of our old line with regards to getting healthy and adding to it. And we are going to be aggressive as heck when it comes to quarterback play uh, and making sure that we do everything we can to satisfy that position. Alrighty, that says goodnight to episode 137 of Gangs All Year, a Jets podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Andrew Hartz for helping me produce the show. If you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe to the New York Post Sports YouTube. Like this video. Give us a thumbs up, comment. Who do you want the Jets to go after as offensive coordinator? If you're listening to this audio version, subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Amazon. Just search for Gangs All Here. Follow us on Twitter at Brian Cos and at Jake Brown Radio. Well, until the Jets hire an offensive coordinator, that's when we'll see you next on another off-season emergency episode of Gangs All Here. And until then, thanks for listening to Gangs All Here. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>